What's going on, guys? This is the Cornerman Podcast. Back at it again with another episode. This week, we're going to cover UFC 203. Uh, we're going to go over the local fighter rankings we put together and then the Ambition 10 card. Uh, let's kick off first with the UFC 203 card, which the main event is the biggest thing. You got Stipe versus Alistair. How, how do you see that going? Man, you know, honestly, I've been thinking about this one a lot, and I don't know. Because Alistair's changed his fight style up so much that I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how he's going to approach it. I don't know if he's going to try and wait back and get Stipe coming in and counterpunch, or I don't know if he's going to try and push a presser, pressure and do a little Ubrim stuff, which didn't work. When Fabricio tried to rush him, he got fucking mm-hmm. clocked. And Alistair's chin is known to not be great when it comes to big power shots. So. And I think I think that's crazy. Like a guy like Alistair has all the talent in the world. Yeah, I I guarantee he's the best fighter in the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have a chin. Yeah, he's so much like Edson Barbosa. Yeah, like they're so like you know put together. They mm-hmm. I don't ever see them losing a fight unless. It's right. by that chin. Especially yeah. now, the new Alistair, he looks great. Yeah, and it's a big turn on. Alistair's mm-hmm. probably got the most decorated striking credentials yeah. in the entire UFC. Yeah, You know, Absolutely. he held so many different belts, some of them simultaneously, <laughs> and then one K1 once or twice. Thank you, one. I think, yeah, once. I don't remember if he did it twice or not. I do not know for a fact he won it once. I think it was like the 06 Grand Prix or something. And, um, if that he wins this, he's going to be the only fighter to have mm-hmm. Strike Force K1 and UFC title, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Crazy. He he's held so many different. Things. He didn't he win a Pride title? Or no? No. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. he did. Did he? I think so. I can't remember. I don't even know what weight class that was at. Cause from when while he was in Pride, he went from light heavyweight to heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how he lost fights to life anyway. It's crazy. But Stipe is Stipe is all reliable, man. He, yeah. You know, he uh everybody always doubts him and then he just comes and he proves you wrong. I have I never thought he was gonna beat Redoom. Yeah. I, just, I didn't like Redoom, so I was going with Stipe. I was hoping he would win. And man did he not showcase some great skills. Stay calm under pressure. I mean, Redoom was running at him and he knew mm-hmm. I'm gonna cult that, that uppercut in there and he got him. Great shot, stayed composed. He's also had a lot of tough matchups. He, when he, I think one of his first fights I ever saw was against maybe Gonzaga, mm-hmm. somebody like that, and I was like, ah, oh, he's not gonna be. Or no, it was against uh, Phil DeFries. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, okay, uh, this is gonna be weird. I didn't think either one of them had much potential to go anywhere, but God, man, he has really risen. Like he took himself to the I, next level. I thought he outboxed uh, Dos Santos. Yeah. In that fight. Yeah, and yeah. That's, no. that's crazy to outbox a guy like that. Yeah, and that was a big awakening. I actually started to see a lot more potential. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I yeah. maybe I had it wrong on this guy. But he's got one of those like he's not spectacular at mm-hmm. anything, but he's good at everything. Yeah, so he's still like a jack of all trades and still yeah. deadly. And he seems to have a pretty decent chin. He's taking mm-hmm. some fucking bombs, man. Um, man, who did he fight? He fought uh, was it Roy Nelson? Maybe somebody. Somebody was just. Every time they hit him, I thought he was going out, and it was like, ugh, and he lasted. Uh, he's got that DC type chin where you yeah. can take an Anthony Johnson shot to keep going. That's ridiculous. And the co-main event, it's got to be looked at as somewhat of a, a number one contender's fight. Definitely. If uh, Fabricio Verdum can beat Travis Brown or Travis Brown can beat Fabricio, mm-hmm. Fabricio Verdum, you'll see 
them emerge yeah. as the next title. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it, like say Travis Brown wins, if they were like, okay, we're going to give you one more fight because then they give Kane the title shot. Yeah. Because Kane just demolished Travis Brown. Yeah. Or yeah. if they even do Redoom. I didn't even think Kane about that. I completely forgot rematch. about that. Like, yeah. I think this solidifies if Kane gets a title shot or if he has to fight Fabricio again. Because mm -hmm. honestly, I kind of think Fabricio's going to get it out in the first round. But. I, I got Fabricio winning it too. Uh, Travis Brown doesn't have the greatest chin. For yeah. Fabricio's got good striking now. Yeah, I know he got caught with Stipe, yeah. but and if that fight hits the mat, it's it's a done deal. Yeah, it's. I think, I think he fucked around too much thinking that um, Stipe wasn't really going to be a much of a threat. I mean, mm -hmm. the whole time he kept just making stupid faces and he messed around. But goddamn, does Stipe make him regret that? He won't do that again. He's yeah, coming in, yeah. Travis Brown. He's going to be focused. Yeah, I sure hope so because I want to see the old Fabricio back. I do too. Um, Mickey Gall, CM Punk. You know, this is Mickey Gall. People think just because he had one pro fight that he's a slouch. That motherfucker got some skills. Yeah, yeah. He really does have some skills. Like, you can watch his fights. If you have Fight Pass or if you've watched anything, uh, they just released the, I don't know if, it wasn't embedded. I think it was like the Rogan countdown. And they show, or even if you were to watch the Dana White looking for a fight, you see it. Mm -hmm. But, dude, his first fight in, he drops that kid, and instead of trying to TKO him, he goes and gets the choke. Yeah. You know, he's smart enough to realize, he's composed enough to realize don't do it. Let's go for something oh, I'm a little move better with. He's got the brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and then people don't know the guy that he fought in the, his first UFC fight, Mike Jackson. He's a guy out of Houston. He, uh, he actually does a lot of reporting and stuff. So if you guys want, go follow Mike Jackson, Mike the Truth Jackson on Facebook or anything like that. And uh, he keeps you really up to date with the Houston scene, kind of like what we're doing here for oh, the, cool. the Victoria scene kind of thing. But he's actually a professional boxer, professional kickboxer, Shit. and he had 12, 13 maybe amateur MMA fights. I did, I did not know yeah. that. And not only that, he's undefeated as a boxer and a kickboxer. Wow. And for Mickey Gall to go in there and drop him yeah. the way he did, and yeah. I don't know if you followed any of the, the trash talk leading up to that, but... You know, Mike Jackson, he's, he's got a big personality. Yeah. If he stands with me, he's going to get knocked out, blah, blah, blah. Wow. You know, and he had a right to say it. He's a pro boxer. Yeah. And Mickey Gall's a grappler, but who got dropped? Yeah, you know? yeah. So, uh, Mickey Gall is a legit fighter. CM Punk, he's one of our Rufus Sport guys. I got to train with him a little bit up there. Um, he's with a great camp. So, you know, we're going to see kind of what they were able to do with him. It's yeah. been months since I've trained with them. So, you know, you never know. He can grow leaps and bounds. It's all about the work that he puts in. Yeah. Over these last two years, he's had a couple injuries and stuff, so. Yeah, you know. I watched the, uh, the evolution of Punk, and I actually saw when he first started, and they didn't really have a fight. He was just taking classes, and they were trying to gauge where he was at. He didn't look too great. At the, obviously, at the start, it was literally like two months in, and he was just learning. But then I saw some stuff from him now, two years later, um, just quick little snippets, but you can already tell he was a lot sharper. He looked a lot more composed. Um, one thing that really bothered me was the way he would stand and hold his hands um, up. He was like, it was very weird. Duke seems to fix all that. It doesn't seem like a problem. You can watch any anything you can watch. Um, if you want to see what I'm talking about, is literally watch the evolution of punk and then watch the stuff that like the embedded and the little things they've done from this past week, and you see a big difference. So yeah, I he, still think Mickey Gall has the edge just because he's proven. Mm -hmm. But I'm 
I'm actually honestly really excited for this fight just because it's going to show, like, it can almost go to show any normal person just getting the right training could potentially, yeah. you know, how they could potentially do in general. It's almost like the... I don't think he could have picked a better gym to go to, not right. only because we're a Rufus Sport affiliate or anything like that, um, the camaraderie that they have there, the, you know, the partnership, the teamwork... Uh, and then he's got a bunch of guys his size yeah. who are really out there grinding for the UFC, like a guy like uh, Mike Rhodes who was in the UFC. Yeah. You know, he lost his contract, but he's on a four-fight win streak now. Yeah. Coming and back. He won a title. Yeah, and he won a title. Then you got Gerald uh, G3 who is fighting for the RFA middleweight title. You know, these are a bunch of guys that are hungry and they're out there grinding. They can show a guy like CM Punk exactly what it's going to take in the yeah. MMA world because it's completely different than wrestling but they can they can kind of guide him and show him you know hey this is how how we're getting there follow our lead right you know and they, especially with the sparring and stuff you get uh, they got a ton of guys out there the same experience as Mickey Gall yeah for CM Punk to work with and I don't think Mickey Gall has the same level of training partners that CM yeah, Punk does yeah that's something I was wondering about I, I know one of the things I saw said that he went He's a brown belt now under Gracie, whoever, whatever Gracie gym he's been going to, um, which I think you said that earlier, he's a brown belt. Yeah, he's a brown belt. But yeah, I mean, he went out, he looked, He started to look for quality because he realizes even if he mm-hmm. win or lose this fight, he'll probably be in the UFC for another fight or two. Yeah. And um, I, I don't think they'll just cut him if he loses, but... Uh, they cut Mike know. Jackson pretty quick. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you never know how things are going to go mm-hmm. with that fight and... You're right. He has. I think CM Punk has more quality. You have a, he, they have a ton of guys like in Bellator. They have Emmanuel Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have Hafeon Stouts. Yeah, uh, is in BFC. Oh, he's in he's in BFC too. Yeah, uh, O'Day's RFA. I mean, they got Eric Eric Koch. Even though he's hurt, he's yeah, still Eric, high oh my God, high dude. quality guys. Eric Koch. I don't care what anybody says. Eric Koch is probably the best kickboxer, other than Duke Rufus, obviously, that I've had to spar with. That guy is going to rain terror whenever he comes back in that 155 pound yeah, division. It was unbelievable. That's a crazy motherfucker right there. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's really... You also... I mean, honorable mentions on the card. You have your eye favor fighting. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves... Most people love your eye favor. Um, Jimmy Rivera, that's going to... That's Jimmy a tough Rivera, fight. Yeah. It's going to be a tough fight, but this, this could either be... One of those things, again, where Uriah fights his way back to number one contender. Yeah. Or it could be one of those things where we start seeing Uriah fade out and maybe take a bigger part in his gym. Yeah. Uh, as a coach and as the leader yeah. of the team, maybe take a step back from fighting. Yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised if he just started going for money fights. It'd be tight to see him fight BJ Penn. Yeah. That'd be, out. Man, that would just be cool. That'd be sick. I mean, it'd be a fair fight because they're both faded out. BJ probably a little bit more than Uriah. But. Yeah, yeah, because Uriah stayed active these past. Mm-hmm. BJ's been gone for like three or four years now, right? Yeah, he's trying to pick a fight with GSP. Yeah, I don't know how that's. Well, going. now he's got a uh, Nick Lentz. Oh yeah. So we'll see how that. Aren't they goes. fighting on this card? It's, no, I think it's 04. Are you sure? Because Nick Lentz is listed right here. Oh shit! Maybe so. Maybe I missed that. I don't see it. Uh, on the UFCs. No, he's fighting Michael McBride. So I've got that wrong. It's probably not Nick Lentz. Maybe that's who he's been wanting. Um, yeah, I wonder who it is. Yeah, I can't remember. I, Joe Rogan just talked about it. Yeah, I saw it too. I can't remember. But, um, um, other than that, though, one fight I'm really, really looking forward to, um, it's going to be one of the earlier fights, is Ian McCall, Ray Borg. Yeah. Uh, see Uncle Creepy get back in the 
know it's been a while, man. I know he was contemplating retirement, which was a bummer because I actually really liked the guy. I thought his fights with Demetrius Johnson were like, yeah, they're crazy because Ian McCall was it Tachi Palace? Yeah, Tachi Palace. No one thought he was yeah. even slightly to the level of a UFC guy, mm-hmm. um, you know. But he had a crazy fan base when he came over. He fought Demetrius Johnson, and like, holy shit, they went the distance, and it wasn't. He beat Demetrius in some rounds. Like, yeah. It was, it was crazy. I think it, it should have been a tie, right? Is I what think they so. said. Yeah. That the first fight should have been a tie. The second fight he lost. But I think that first fight he laid out the blueprint. Like, yeah. this is how you beat Demetrius. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why anybody hasn't gone with it. A guy like Cejudo had the perfect style to do yeah. exactly what Ian McCall did. Ooh, but man, Cejudo just got fucked up. Yeah, he did. Jesus. Yeah, he did. That was bad. That, that was like a. I'd almost a new Demetrius at that point. Yeah. Because you hadn't seen him really go in and pressure that he's, hard. Yeah, stuff. he's evolved his style so much. But. Yeah, I like the guy. I think he's, if you take out John Jones, I think the argument is out of those two for best pound for pound. Yeah. Oh, and then you throw Dominic Cruz up there, but he needs to fight a little more frequently. Jose Aldo, you know. Just want to throw that in there. But I think that pretty much wraps up the the big fights on that card. Yeah. Um, Even this is better than UFC 200 in a sense. Yeah. Um, so... Coming up here, what is it? September 11th? September 11th, Sunday. Sunday, we're having some local fights here at what, Ambition 10. Ambition 10, yeah. Yeah, Ambition 10. Uh, you know, we're going to cover that card, but uh, a while back, somebody wanted to do fighter rankings a long time ago, and I feel they went about it the completely wrong way. Very disrespectful to fighters, and they really had no fight expertise. They... Knew nothing. It was I don't know. We we don't even know who he was. He would never release his face. He'd just post out his rankings and then be very disrespectful in the comments. Um, and I think that's why he never posted his face because he knew, you know, yeah. I'm talking mess about a bunch of fighters if they find out who I am. Yeah, my ass kicked. But uh, since we are no longer a mixed martial arts gym, we're purely a kickboxing gym here. I have fight experience. Colton has been watching fights for years. Um, Screech also, Screech has a little bit of kickboxing experience, and he's been watching fights for however long. Yeah. Uh, we feel like this would be something cool that we can do and do it the right way. Put out our rankings, um, you know, bring in some of these fighters for interviews, sit in on some of the podcasts, and uh, talk to you guys about how they feel, maybe about the rankings or just about their training, anything. So we want to try and get some more fighters in here. But as far as our rankings go, uh, we're going to probably start off... What do you think, women's? Yeah. Start off with the women's? All right. So for the women's, and the way we're going to do these rankings is uh, you, whatever weight class you fought in, and you had to do a fight before. So, like, Ashley Rager has a fight coming up here. She's up here on the poster. Um, She's got a fight coming up here. She won't be on her rankings because she has never fought before. Yeah. And uh, for you guys that are saying, oh, you're dropping weight classes and you're moving around, we're just going to go by based on what weight classes you have competed in. Right, yeah. Then and we'll get, after you fought in that one, you know, we'll adjust them as, as fights happen. Yeah, as as these fights go on, then we'll start adjusting uh, the rankings. We'll move them around. We'll probably do one of these after every single fight card yeah. to show the, the different rankings. So for the women's, we have 115-pound uh, women. We don't have any other women that compete in weight classes other than that. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe right? so, yeah. Oh, and also we're only doing ambition cards. Yeah, we're going to do just yeah. the ambition cards for now. So yeah. myself will be taken out. If you ever fought for Texas Rage in the cage, you won't be um, 
listed on here. It's just we want to do fresh, updated fighters, guys who are still fighting. Right. Um, so for the 115-pound women, uh, number one, we have Stacy Silva, who is one and two. I think she's Aguilar now. I think she got married. Yeah, I think on Facebook they have her yeah. tagged as Aguilar. Okay, so Stacy Aguilar. Um, she's a really nice person. She's a good fighter. She's solid. She's got a one and two record, and she'll be fighting for a championship coming up here pretty soon. Uh, and then second, we have Carly Cavazos, who is 0-3. Um, you know, she's a solid fighter, too. I just feel she needs to get with the right people, get with the right camp, and, and really hone in on her skills rather than training for a fight all the time. A guy like Ben Henderson, he said it, you know, like when he's not in a fight camp, he's still trying to hone his skills in the gym. He's, outside of fight camp is where you get yourself better in a fight camp, that's where you get in shape and you prepare for a specific type yeah. of a fighter. Um, so I think she just needs to get with get with the right camp, you know, um, hone in on the skills, the things that she needs to work on, and you know, just really, really get after it. So uh, 125 guys, starting with uh, Joseph Aguilar, Kid Lightning. Uh, kid's got, you know. A lot of potential. He's really young. He's yeah. amazing well, on the he, ground. He's what, 18. Yeah, okay. 18 years old. 4-0. Um, amazing on the ground. Uh, really, really fast. I think that's why they call him Kid Lightning. Yeah. He's just super quick, especially on the ground. He can jump from, you know, from a guillotine to jump on your back and rear naked you like that. Right. He's very, very slick on the ground. Um, he comes from a good camp that produces a lot of fighters. And, uh, you know, the future looks bright for him if he continues doing the right things like he needs to. Especially starting so young, man. Yeah. That's, that's a real good thing is you can get so many techniques and so many things under your body. Young, you learn them good, and mm -hmm. then you sharpen and get better. Like, he's still young. He has so much time to grow. Yeah, I think I trained with him one time when he was 15, I think, back in the day. And I think I was still competing at that time or something like that. But uh, he was, you know, he showed promise then, and he, it's, it's flourishing now. It's, yeah. It's starting to come out. So he looks good. He just got to keep doing what he's doing. I'd like to see him fight a couple of tougher guys as we go on. He's got another title fight coming up uh, on Ambition 10, and it's against a solid guy. Uh, he beat Eric Garcia, who was one of the top flyweights in all of Texas. Was that his last fight? Yeah, his last fight. The guy was like 5-0 and or something like oh, that. Wow. Um, and he wound up beating them by unanimous decision, I believe. Yeah. And it was a pretty good fight. Uh, second, we have Juan Gonzalez, who is 0-3. Um, he comes from the same camp as Joseph Aguilar. Juan, uh, he's a talented guy, but I think that's all that we're looking at right now with him. Have you seen any of his fights yet? Uh, he was one of the ones I couldn't find. No, he, uh, dude is like 5'2". Like, just stocky as can yeah. be, swolled up. Like a John Lineker type guy. Yeah, yeah, super fast. Um, a lot of power. I really feel like he needs to get more technical with his things. Get with right. the coach who's going to spend a little bit of one-on-one -on -one time with you. Work on your techniques, both on the ground and standing up. His last fight was a very close decision loss. Um, if he can work out those little kinks, right. he's going to be a force to reckon with at that yeah. 125 division. And then third was Steven Herrera or something like that. I don't know if they say it. Um, 
he, I believe they all come from the same team right now. But I have not get to see much on him. I know that his first fight was a loss. And, um, you know, I heard it was a pretty dominant loss. Yeah. So uh, that's why he will be pulling up the back end of the 125ers. And then if we go to bantamweight, uh, this one's kind of shaky. It's a little bit hard. Yeah. Um, Weto, we have number one, or Chris Garcia. Right. He, uh, I don't know. Can we even list him as a bantamweight? I don't know. Because his last, he's made 135. Uh -huh. His last fight was for a title. Mm -hmm. He missed weight by four pounds. And then, I don't know how he still got the title after he won. I mean, he yeah. won, but he still got the title. It was supposed to be vacated. Yeah. But um, I think because he did make it one time, I guess we're gonna count him. Yeah, I, uh, that one's a weird one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like, I don't even, I, I know I heard about it, but I didn't even know the exact situation of. Mm -hmm. Uh, what happened? I knew he won that same fight, though, didn't he? Yeah, he won that fight, yeah. and somehow he still got to keep the title, even though it's yeah. supposed to be vacated. Um, yeah, I'd probably just leave it at one thirty-five. Leave him I at one thirty-five. Technically, that's where it was at. Yeah, is that where all of his fights are at? Or is he just? Is he he's moved. He's actually moved from fifty-five to forty-five to thirty-five. Oh wow, that's man, that's a big old jump. Yeah, yeah, and his best performances actually came. At the higher weight classes. Yeah. It's crazy. The cuts, man, that's that's like the new way it goes. Like, yeah. And those cuts can be bad for people. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's fought some really talented guys and came away with big wins. Guys like uh, RJ Caspers mm -hmm. is a solid fighter. Rob Simmons is a good fighter. Uh, he also has some tough losses against Alejandro Rodriguez, the guy that you said looks like uh, Jose Aldo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Alejandro Rodriguez and then David Waters, who's a pro fighter now. Mm -hmm. Um you know, he has some tough losses, but he has some good wins behind him. He's a solid fighter. I I think the biggest thing for him is he needs to find a camp and stick with it. Yeah. He's uh, he's jumped around from camp to camp to camp, and he's never gotten to settle in and let, you know, a coach really hone in right. and work on him the way that he needs to be. Um, you know, fix the adjustments that he needs to make. Right. And that's I think that's going to be big for him once he finds a way to do it. Yeah. Anthony Tunches is our number two. He's one and zero. Oh. He uh, he actually just switched over to come train with us. Uh, he's one of our kickboxers. He's a solid guy. Um, he has a wrestling background back in high school, I believe. Oh yeah. And uh, he trained a little bit at the Jiu Jitsu Academy here for a little while. I think that's where he got his first win was under them. And then he recently made the switch over to our gym. He wanted to work on some of his kickboxing and hone his his striking skills and right. he's all around I think he's probably one of the most complete fighters in that division yeah um, following that we have Leroy Sanchez I know a little bit about Leroy I happen to have uh, fought him once and we we're supposed to fight a second time but he has a one and two record uh, the dude's just got like grown man strength like you wouldn't yeah. believe it, it surprised me in our first fight or whenever we got to fight uh, you know, as soon as he grabbed a hold of me, it was, it was like, dude benched like 400 pounds is what it yeah. felt like. I mean, that dude was freaking strong. Uh, it definitely made for an awkward, awkward kind of grappling for me going yeah. against pure strength. Uh, but I think Leroy, again, he's taking a lot of time off. I'd like to see him come back. He trained with us for a long time. I'd love to get him back in here, work on his striking, get him with a good jiu-jitsu place or wrestling camp and see what he can do from there. He was up for a 35-pound title in a different organization, 
a while back, but an injury prevented him from getting that fight. Um, and it was against another one of our Rufus Sport brothers, Aaron Gomez. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'd like to see him, you know, really take a probably six months, take six months, hone in on those skills, work your striking, work your grappling with legit guys, and jump back in there and see what he can do. I mean, he's he's a little bit higher up in age, but I think he's still got, you know, a quick little career. He can make a good run at a couple titles Yeah. for a little while. Yeah, that'd be cool. Number four is Dominic Galindo. He, I met him one time. We trained together one time. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. He, uh, his loss is coming to Anthony Tunches. Again, a very close fight. It was a split decision. Uh, you know, I think that was, that was actually a crazy fight. That had to be like yeah. five a night. Yeah. Did you get to see it yet? Mm -mm. No. Oh man. No, I, I wanted to find that one. I couldn't find it. Um, yeah, we'll definitely have to pull it up and let you take a look at it, cause uh, dude, they they went at it. Like yeah. Tunches dropped him, but he was winning some of the grappling exchanges and then it was just it was a real back and forth fight um some people said galindo won some people said Tunches won I, I i just thought it was a really fun fight to yeah. watch you know it's just one of those ones yeah and then uh fifth is brandon barrera he trains uh with the jiu-jitsu academy as well or monsters then i think is yeah i think they're like co oh, okay. co-team or whatever i don't know they work together yeah he uh, Brandon Burr? The the monsters did. Oh yeah, they're out of uh, Wharton, but they also cross train. Oh right, right okay, I got you. Yeah, um, Brandon Barrera, He has he's zero and one. His first first fight coming by submission loss to Rob Simmons. Rob Simmons is a legitimate guy. Um, we didn't get to really see much from him just yeah. because it was such a quick finish. I'd like to see he's fighting again coming up. Oh, here okay, cool. at Ambition 10, so it'd be good oh, to see so he him. Is fighting? Yeah, he's awesome. fighting coming up, so we can see a little bit more of him, and then from there make a better assessment. Just we don't have much to work off of with that one submission right. loss. At 145, this one's kind of tricky. Um, it's a tricky division just because all these guys have moved up and down so many different weight classes, yeah. as well as there's been some things that just happened in the division that were just absolutely crazy. Uh, Joe Herrera is one and one. The dude, uh, he has a win over Cody Barker, who's at number three for us. He has a loss to Weto, who's our number one 135er. But he was supposed to fight a few cards back. Uh -huh. Comes in, makes weight, everything. The day of the fight just doesn't even show up. Uh -huh. Nobody can find him. Nobody knows what happens. And he just, I think he texted his brother or something is what I heard and just uh -huh. said, hey, I'm not going. Um... So that's pretty crazy, but I mean, the, he's one of those guys, again, with unbelievable athleticism and talent. Yeah. I'd love to see him focus on technique. Right. Get the technique down. You know, whatever's going on uh, mentally, why you didn't fight, or whatever that may be, um, get that solved and, you know, really go after it. Because all that, all that talent, you know, yeah. you don't want to waste it. You right. really, really don't. Number two is a guy I used to train with back in the day. Um, James Trimble, he's one and one with a win coming over Chris Garcia, who's our number four, and his loss came to like Zach Flanagan. He fought like in the Valley or something, um, and it was a real messed up situation. Apparently, like the team that he was affiliated with set him up to fight another guy 
that was affiliated with that team. But like they knew would win. Like I, I don't know. Uh, I, that's just rumors, like rumors yeah. that are kind of going around. I don't know the exact situation, so I don't want to really speak on it too yeah. much. But right. kind of crazy. Uh, James, explosive, super strong. I know he's put on a lot of weight. I doubt he's a 45er anymore. If he were to ever fight again, he's got to be like a 70. Yeah. He's got to be moving up to welterweight because dude just got like freaking stocky as can be. Yeah, last time I saw him, he had put on a good amount of muscle. Yeah. I was surprised that when you set up his weight, mm -hmm. I was like, damn, he's, he's a... Yeah, and he was a freakishly strong yeah. athlete. Like, even whenever he fought at forty-five, but weighed in at one thirty-eight. God damn. Yeah, and was like still like unbelievably strong. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's crazy to cut, be still that much under, and then have mm -hmm. that crazy amount of strength. Yeah, that's crazy. I, you know, I've known him for a long time. He idolizes guys like Jeremy Stevens, and I, I can see the resemblance yeah. in Jeremy Stevens and him. Just that one-punch knockout power, very explosive kind of a thing. Right. Number three, we got Cody Barker. He's a guy who's jumped around from weight class to weight class, um, fought on plenty of different shows, and uh, you know he's jumped around from gym to gym. He's another guy that I think, find a home gym, stick with it, let the coaches develop you, but don't go to somebody's garage and think that you're going to you know, become right. an amazing fighter. Go to a legitimate gym. Find yeah. Find the top gyms with the top coaches, the top credentials, go and train with those guys, and you know, your career will no matter what get better. Yeah. Now he's two and two, so he doesn't have a bad record. Right. It's just he could have a better one yeah. against better fighters. Right. You know? Especially if it was just getting sharper with the same person for yeah. that much longer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then last was Chris Garcia. All right, so now with the lightweights at number one, we got John Herrera, who's five and zero. How many people on the fifty five does he beat that you know of? Uh, dude, actually, he has not fought any of those guys. Oh wow! Yeah, so all every, of them. Everybody he's fought, he's fought the. I think if you look like pound for pound, he would be number one yeah. based on the people he's fought. Okay. Everybody's fought is like super, super high level. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a few of his fights. Um, I watched a few of them on YouTube and then other, I think it was YouTube, maybe a big one on Facebook, but I actually got to see his. Then at number two, we have Nathan Sansbury, who, isn't he supposed to fight soon? I'm not I sure. I haven't heard much on him. I just okay. know his wrestling game is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Then we have Clay Kaufman at number three, who fights... Uh, on Ambition 10, um, he'll be fighting Brandon Wakefield, who is new to that division. I think that'll be his first fight. Yeah, five? first okay, fight. Awesome. Then we have Evan Ellerby, who's one and one, going at number four. He has a loss to Stan there. Does he? Yeah. Okay, so that's his. Uh, that's his only win. Mm -hmm. Was that fight? Okay. Uh, five is Pete Herrera, who is one two, and then I guess is that one no contest? Or yeah, draw? one no contest. I hope. Ooh, tough. Yeah. Did he get poked or did he poke No, somebody? he poked somebody else. Ugh. Man, that was a bad, bad. Yeah. That's a worry. Uh, then you got Peter Morales at six, who's 0-1. His loss came to Pete Herrera. Okay. Yeah. And then um, Anthony Kinney, number seven, who is 0-7. Uh, Anthony Kinney, that name sounds familiar. Does Tony. He... They call him Tony Kinney. That's probably why. I might, yeah. I might, I've probably seen his name. I think he's 0-1. I might have wrote that. Yeah. Oh, you said 0 and 7. 
Oh, my bad. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, and one. Um, yeah, his name actually sounds familiar to me. Um, I must. Have, he must have been tagged on something. He trains here in town. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. From there, we'll go to 170. Who uh, number one at 170 is Paul Gonzalez at two and zero, oh, and then you have Brandon Wakefield at number two, who's moving down to 155. So we'll be able to place him accordingly after this fight, mm-hmm. um, which we'll figure out how we're going to do that um, ranking. Say he beats Clay. Clay's at three, right? Yeah, something like that. Clay would like, slide switch down. The, yeah, and, put him in front. Yeah. Okay, so that's the traditional ranking. I just didn't know if that's how, you know, UFC's got some weird ranking. Yeah. Players, so. uh, from 170, you'll go to 185, who you have number one, you have Kobe Mulder at 1-0, number one, 185. And then under him, you have Luke Scott, who fought Paul, mm-hmm. um, which it said it was a middleweight fight. I didn't see it in person. I saw the video. And um, that was a big kid, though. And, you know, Paul's down at 170, so. Yeah, shows that how good, good Paul win. is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we don't have, we couldn't find the list of any actual light, heavy light heavyweights. So we'll jump right from 185 to heavyweight, which you have uh, Wally, Walter, how do you say this thing? Krauser? Yeah, Krauser. Okay, make sure I said that right. Who's 5 and 2. And then at 2, you have Brandon Evans, who's 3 and 1. Those two guys just fought each other last for the title. Mm hmm. Wally and, uh, pulled off the win. Yeah, and then Wally got the win, which it seemed kind of controversial over what people were saying. And um, I've only seen snippets of the fight itself, so I'm not too sure. But um, I know I'm sure they'll fight again. Yeah, yeah more I'm than sure likely. Um, we did. We did the women. Okay, yeah. Cool. From here, we got the ambition card, which is September 11th. We're only um, going to be covering the locals that'll be fighting on that so, card, which is quite a bit. Yeah. So then we'll start at the top of the list here, which is uh, John Herrera and Joshua Hill. Fighting for the 155-pound title. Right. Which it's, this is John Herrera's third undefeated guy that he's fighting in a row. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Then, oh, so this is, yeah, this guy's not even on the, wasn't even on the list. So yes. Yeah. Okay. He's from Austin, San Antonio, somewhere. Okay. So he's, that's a fighter. Okay. he's a champion of some other organization. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So then he's, he's actually out there getting some good fights. Yeah, John's know. fought oh. the best of the best. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, I'll be at. I'll actually be attending the card. I don't know how many other people um, from the gym will, but I know I will be there. Um, so I'll be able to keep an eye on it and see what goes on. Uh, then for the 125 title, we have Joseph Aguilar and Preston Anderson. Which you're familiar with, Preston? Yeah, I know Preston from. Uh, he's from Corpus. He's got some good Muay Thai. He fought one of my friends at Shootbox a while back, and uh, Preston struggles against high-level strikers and guys who are really strong, good, strong wrestlers. Um, so I think this is gonna be a tough fight for Joseph, being as Joseph's primary is, you know, pure jiu-jitsu. It has nothing to do with strength, nothing to do with wrestling. He's a pure jiu-jitsu guy. And uh, Preston's really tall, man. Preston's yeah. got, he's 6'1", oh, wow. fighting in the 125 pound division. Jeez, man, that's, so that's you gotta life. think, uh, the majority of Joseph's takedowns come he gets him up against the cage and then he takes him down. But a guy yeah. who's six one, he's got a wide base. It's gonna be hard Real to wide. it's gonna be hard to pull him in. How tall is Joseph? Probably he's five six maybe. That's a, that's a tough. That'll be a big reach advantage potentially too, unless you've got T Rex arms. Yeah. So. Um, 
you know, we'll see how that fight plays out. That's going to be a tough one. That'll be interesting. I'm excited to see that. Mm -hmm. uh, then for the 115 title, we have Stacey Aguilar and Fatima Mallet. Is it Mallet or Mallet? Uh, Mallet. Okay, yeah. so. um, that'll be a good one. Fatima is a beast. Yeah, I am. Um, Stacey's, Stacey's good and all, but I've seen Fatima fight. and Fatima, with her head on right, is an absolute animal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen... I saw her last fight, which was Carly, I think. Yeah. And um, she looked good. And that was the only thing I'd seen. I I haven't seen much of Stacy, but I do see her uh, talked a lot throughout the promotions and stuff. I see, mm -hmm. you know, I know they always like her to fight. Uh, then after that, you have at 155, just a regular 155 fight. That was all the title fights. You have Brandon Wakefield, Wakefield, Wakefield and uh, Clay Kaufman, which I'm actually really excited for this yes. fight. Um, this one should be really good. I'm interested to see how Brandon does at 55. I saw he posted a picture on Facebook. He, was, he was in great shape, man. Yeah, dude, he, he really did. He, look, he looked great. And um, Clay, I actually don't know Clay, or um, but I did see his last fight. It was quick, so I couldn't make yeah. too much of his. I've trained with Clay yeah. a little bit. Um, he's got good striking. He's good on the ground, so he's a solid fighter everywhere. Um, I think this is going to be a really good fight. What I saw from Wakefield's fight with Paul, dude got rocked off of a slam, but yeah. was still fighting for submissions off the bottom. Yeah. So I can, I can only imagine Wakefield with his head on straight yeah. on the bottom position. Right. Imagine how much better those submission attempts would have been. Man, that's true. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't think about that. It's that crazy was... how one moment can change a fight completely. Yeah, and that was... That, man, I'm really excited for that fight. Honestly, yeah. that's probably the fight I'm most excited for on the whole, the yeah. whole card. I'm really excited for that. Uh, 135, you got Brandon Barrera and Jeremy Herrera. Uh, is that 135 or 125? 135. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think uh, Brandon's the one that we want to see more from, and I think this yeah. is going to be a good yeah. a good fight for him so we can see and rank him accordingly. Right, yeah, that would be awesome to be able to... Yeah, her, is Jeremy Herrera already on there? No, Jeremy's not from is here. He, okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. All right, then next you have 115 women's division. You got newcomer. You got Ashley Rieger coming out versus Carly Cavazos. This will be a great fight as well. I'm interested to see how it starts because I know Ashley's going to want to go in, start yeah. guns blazing real quick. This, that's going to be the loudest fight there because oh, yeah. both of them have huge fan bases. Yeah. Carly brings in tons of people every fight card. Ashley, she's got her Facebook going. She's oh, yeah. easily hitting 100 likes on everything. Um, I think it's going to be a tough fight for Carly. Right. Um, Ashley starts fast from what I've seen in her kickboxing matches. Right. She starts very fast, and that's where Carly kind of struggles. So, yeah. But if Carly can weather the storm, maybe Ashley gasses. Yeah. Well, you never know. find out. Yeah. That's going to be a – that's the start of that fight is going to be like – Fireworks. Oh, shit, yeah. the whole time. Then next you jump to heavyweight and you have Brandon Evans and Adam Sugar. Um, I've seen a few of Brandon's older fights and I'm not familiar with Adam Sugar. Did you say he was a local or he he's a he's a local guy just kind of jumping in? I don't even think he trains anywhere. Um, I know somebody a very very good welterweight that was offering to jump up four weight classes to fight Brandon Evans, but Brandon Evans turned it down. Um, I wish he would have taken that fight over. You know, somebody that nobody knows or even trains at all. Right. So, I mean, Brandon's going on to add to his 0-9, you know. Yeah. Whatever. You know, that's right. that's the his wins came to guys who were at a combined record of 0-9. So, oh, okay. I want to see him actually fight somebody of high level. Right. At heavyweight, we have Christian Anderson and Johnny Aguilar. 
Christian Anderson is legit. Five and one, all five wins coming by first round knockout. He is a freaking beast, and he's just his striking is not good. Now I'm gonna be honest. If yeah. we're being honest here, it's not good. He grabs you. He looks like, like you said earlier, a rugby player. Like yeah. he grabs he you. I, I looked at his really? Facebook. I'm pretty sure he, he yeah. rugby. So Dude. he's a big motherfucker. Yeah, he grabs you, throws you to the ground, gets on top, and ground and pounds you mm. into a pole. Wow. But that could backfire on him now. Johnny's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Oh, so interesting. This is gonna be the old school wrestler versus the Jiu-Jitsu guy. This yeah. is who's who's gonna win this matchup? Um, both guys, I don't think, have very good striking, but I think this is going to be one of those exciting fights if it hits the ground. Yeah. Because they're both huge heavyweights. Yeah. Christian Anderson has a win, a first-round knockout over heavyweight champ uh, Wally Krauser. Mm. So, you know, know it's going to be very, very cool to see, you know, who's going to win this battle right. on the ground. And Johnny Aguilar is actually the father of... Flyweight champ Joseph yeah. Aguilar. You got the whole family on this card. Yeah, you? yeah, the the son and the wife. Yeah, uh, Stacy is Johnny's wife. So, I mean, Man, it's a family affair here. If yeah. they can, if they can all pull off wins, that'll be huge. That'll yeah. be awesome. And a lot of these guys are at the same camp, right? Yeah, um, a lot of them are uh, BBJJ, BBJJ, and Monster Den guys. Okay, yeah. So, so it's gonna be, be cool to see that. This is gonna be good for their team. Uh, you know, possibly we'll go back and do a team ranking yeah, that'd be really cool. later on. Uh, but this will be great for them to add on and then see the things that they got to fix possibly with their with their fighters. I'm excited for this card. Yeah, me too. There's a, and this isn't even all the fights, right? There's still a few more that were left off. Yeah, there was still some that were left off. We only covered the, the local guys. But, I mean, you... Still a lot of fights. Yeah, they, I mean, what, three, four title fights, something yeah. like that? Um, they pretty much put together two... Two fight cards yeah. to make one Jim massive, awesome fight card. Yeah, he did a good job with this one. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think this is this is how they need to be every single time. Put yeah. something That'd be really sick. big together like that. Even if it wasn't as frequent, but they're all this good. Yeah. You know, yeah. That'd be great. Absolutely. That'd be really awesome. But yeah, um, we'll keep updating the rankings, you know, and none of it is to be like disrespectful to guys mm -hmm. or, you know, but we don't want anybody to take offense to it because they're ranked lower than they think they are. You know, really, we're just going to go off what we've seen, um, and we're going to we're putting a bias aside. So we're not trying to just be like, I really like this guy, so I think he should be here. We're going to try and get him real good rankings. You know, from what we've seen, what we can see, we'll be watching the fights, keeping updates. You guys are always welcome to come on. Um, any of the fighters that want to get on, or even if you were to want to do any kind of. Um, like in just a regular interview, come hang mm -hmm. out. You know, we're always open to, to do it. Typically, there'll be more of us here. This time, it was just me and Jacob. But we'll have uh, updated rankings. We'll put out, you know, I'll, I can put out some pictures of it, you know, show stuff. And then as people move up and down, we'll update it. But, yeah. you know, we, um, don't, we don't want anybody to come at us crazy thinking that we're, we're yeah, trying to shit yeah. on you because we're not. 100% bias aside on all these um we're just trying to help the community and especially the MMA community. I still, even though we're a kickboxing gym, I still love the MMA sport and I want to help. I want to help grow that and I know that that's what Colton wants to do and Screech whenever he's here. That's what we all want to do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a chair is always open for anybody, any fighters, any coaches, any promoters. Yeah. Even if you're a major fan of the mixed martial arts scene here. You know, go ahead and send us a message, and we can see about getting you on, getting right. you scheduled in for one of our podcasts. 
And, uh, you know, we'd love to have you guys out here. Yeah. I think this is really going to help grow our community. Yeah, or even if you, you guys wanted to come sharpen up and just train something straight for a while, it'd be yeah. fun. Yeah, mean, if you want to learn some strictly kickboxing stuff, you know, let us know. We can bring you guys in here, help you guys out, work some tie pads with you, whatever you guys want. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be real nice. But uh, you got anything else? No, man, it's good. All right, sweet. So I guess we'll see you guys next time. Uh, we'll probably put out another one after... After the, the fight. fight card, yeah. Yeah, sometime. If not next week, the week after. There's a lot of fights coming up this weekend Yeah. Um, on top of this. You know, you have yeah. Glory, UFC, I think Shudo, Brazil has stuff. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. But yeah. we'll get back with you guys later. Catch y'all later. Kobe's going to be like, what? I'm only ranked number one. I'm only ranked number one. I wasn't once to kind of throw that shit out there and be like... <laughs>